Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, January 30th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. So, James, you remember how I told you that I was going to be recording with Jennifer McHugh uh, after last night's episode when we recorded for Tuesday's episode? Uh, yeah. Okay, we did that. It was great. It was re- It was one of our best episodes ever. The problem is I had some technical difficulties and only about half of it um, recorded in a way that sounded not like uh, an episode of Battlestar Galactica. So um, we're, we, we've got about half of it recorded. We're going to try to schedule another time when we can uh, finish that up because, as always, Jen and I did not see eye to eye. So it, uh, it was very interesting. It was a great conversation. It was nice to talk with her again for the first time in like 10 months but only about part of it's uh, usable. So we will get that to you when we have a chance to record again. Her being on the West Coast, me being on the East Coast makes it difficult, but I promise we will get that finished up and out to you by sometime this week. All right. Well, a little slip up with the Some Like It Pop. We're out of practice. What can I say? Yeah. Okay. Okay. well, it could be because of this uh, this oh. amazing storm coming across the country. Oh, uh, is it, it? I mean, it's a little chilly here. I mean, is it bad there? <laughs> what did I read? Negative 50 in our friends in Chicago? Yeah, tomorrow? I mean. Wednesday great, morning, negative 50? In the great Midwest, man, we could really use some global warming. Yeah, yeah. God, I want to just... Those people anyway. in Ohio that voted for him, they uh, maybe they'll get no, it. Not my people. Not my no. people. <laughs> you were exiled from Ohio to the Florida. Oh no! Well, no, well, that's not much better. I'm just saying, not my people. None, none of my people in Ohio voted for him. All right. So, um, quite a mix of people here. Oh, uh, first up in the news. This is even worse. Like this. I mean, not even worse, but. It's in there. Yeah, it, it rates up there in the scale of one to, oh my God. David Mamet and David Mamet's Harvey Weinstein play to premiere in London. <sighs> yeah, James. Um, we've been hearing about this for a while, and I was kind of hoping that it would never actually come to fruition. But I guess we're going to have to deal with it. As it was announced yesterday, that Bitter Wheat will begin performances at London's Garrick Theatre on June 7th of this year. Uh, as has been rumored, John Malkovich, come on, John, come, come on, man. Um, John Malkovich will star and get this. Not only is David Mamet writing this thing, apparently he's directing as well. Good for him. Uh, this could be, be honest, like the sequel to the play that goes wrong, right? I, I, I just I don't I, I don't understand. It gets worse, though. Not only did he write it and he's directing it, but I feel, James, like he wrote the show copy as well, like for the press release, because it is so obnoxious and unctuous and grating to me. I, I'll read it to you in full. Quote, Bitter Wheat is a play about a depraved Hollywood mogul. It rips the Peshmina off the uh, separating wound, which is show business, and leaves us better human beings and fitter to once more confront the horror of life. Our hero Hero. He actually says hero. Barney Fine is a bloated monster, a studio head who, like his predecessor, the Minotaur, devours the young he is lured to his cave. His fall from power to shame is a mythic journey, which has been compared to the Odyssey by people who claim 
to have read that book. Funnier than the Iceman cometh, more chaos than Richard III, and with all the er, and without all the stupid so-called poetry. Like, get the get get the dump button here, ready, James. What what the fuck? I mean, comparing Harvey Weinstein to Odysseus, comparing his fall to that of a Greek tragedy, where generally Greek tragedies, if you you know study the form, have to do with a good person having one fatal flaw rather than a bad people being bad. Um, and then he goes on to badmouth Eugene O'Neill and William Shakespeare. What the hell is going on, James? Are they trying to make a vehicle for Louis C.K. to come back? <laughs> That's funny. That's very good, James. That's very good. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, are you a South Park fan, Matt? I don't know if we have ever talked I, about this. I have. I don't believe I've ever seen a full episode of South Park, the television show. But South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut, is in my top five to ten favorite movies of all time. Okay, um, I, I was a casual fan. I liked South Park. If it was on, I'd watch it. But I didn't go out seeking it. But uh, a number of years ago, there was this. Uh, uh, you know who Butters is? Vaguely, I think so. Butters is the kid that gets abused a lot. Uh, and uh, Butters, his mother drove him into a lake and and they had this press conference with uh, O.J. Simpson and all these other people trying to uh, prove their innocence and make this big, huge comeback. And I sort of feel like... Um, Maybe this is the real-life version of the, the South Park where, you know, as we've seen in the last couple of years, parody has become reality. Okay. I, I, I wish they wouldn't. Who, I just... So, so who, who's producing this? Do we have any... Uh... Um, let's see here. The Garrick, appears... the Garrick is a rental, isn't it? London's uh, it's, Theater. Oh, it's well, it's it's produced by Jeffrey Richards, who always is he's David Mamet's producer. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh you you would think that maybe uh, uh if it were to come to the Broadway, um that certain unions and labor groups might uh, opts not to work with this? Well, I, I do want to say this. We obviously don't know what is the content of this show. And I feel like I, I wanted to say this earlier and I forgot in my rage. We don't know what the show is about. We don't actually know the content of the show. We don't actually know the stance that Mamet is going to take in the show. However, based off of his previous comments and his previous writing, um, I think we have a pretty good idea. He's made public comments about the Harvey Weinstein situation. He's written plays that seem to um, excuse people um, who are accused of wrongdoing. And I feel like we know what this is, but we can't actually officially know until we see it. For all we know, this could be a damning indictment of Harvey Weinstein. I would be shocked. It has to be. I would be shocked from him, but I would be grateful for John Malkovich being involved that way. But yeah. I just I think like he's he's made enough public comments about the situation that I feel like we can 
make safe assumptions, but they are yeah. just assumptions at this point until June when it actually does hit the stage. So hopefully I will gladly be wrong and I will apologize if I am wrong. I just don't anticipate being wrong in this case. Okay. Well, next up. Uh, oh, look at this. Anastasia extends the YouTube star until uh, mid-April. Yeah. So normally, James, this is not a story that I would include so high up in the show order. But it is interesting because originally Australian pop star Cody Simpson, uh, he was scheduled to play Dimitri through February 17th. And despite less than favorable reviews across the board... Yesterday, the production announced that he would be extending an extra eight weeks through April 14th, which to me just seems like a, a really convenient time for the show to close and make room for Frankie and Johnny and the Florida Lee, which is its official new title. I'm sticking <laughs> with it. No one can stop me. It's like my new summer colon the Donna Summer musical. Um, anyway, um, not only would it give Frankie and Johnny plenty of time to load in because it said it's coming to a Schubert theater to be named later sometime in May. Plenty of time there. But it would also be just a week and a half away from the show's two year anniversary on Broadway, which would put a nice bow on things if Anastasia does decide to close at the end of Cody Simpson's contract. Now, James, uh, to kind of go along with this. I'd been hearing a ton of rumors that Christy Altamar was at the stage door saying that she was departing the show uh, in March or whatever, things like that. Now, and there is still plenty of time for that announcement to happen when it comes to star departures. Sometimes they don't announce it until a week or two ahead of time. So there's plenty of time and that could happen. But because she's been so passionate about this show and she's been with the show for the entire run, I would think that they would want to announce it sooner rather than later so that people could buy tickets to celebrate her last show, whenever that might be. But as more time passes and we don't hear anything, I think that could be another indication that maybe she's going to stay till April 14th as well, putting another piece into the closing puzzle. So the interesting thing about Cody is that uh, in the middle of his song, uh, he takes a break and they do a, uh, a pre-roll ad of uh, Wix website uh, and fun. you have to click through it to get to the end of the song. Right. You, you can click it through after five seconds. You don't have to five, watch the yeah. whole video. Yeah, gotcha. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, they, they hide the button so that you can't really uh, click oh, it right away. Bastards. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Alice by Heart extends off-Broadway before the first preview. Yeah, so uh, the new Jesse Nelson, Steven Sater, and Duncan Sheik musical, Alice by Heart, which resets the Alice in Wonderland um, fairy tale book, uh, I don't know, whatever, uh, during World War II England. It begins performances tonight, but yesterday it already announced that it would be extending three weeks off-Broadway and will now play through March 31st at MCC's New Hell's Kitchen Theater. Insider tip, folks. Um, apparently the second row of every performance is just $35. I don't know what that's all about, but I bought a ticket as soon as I got the press release yesterday because it originally wasn't going to be open during my trip, but it is now. And I paid $35, um, for the second row seat. So you might want to jump on that if you can. Anyway, we talked about this musical on Monday's episode. Great cast. Um, obviously a great creative team. Nelson is directing as, as well as being the book writer, but James with 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 the show with demand for the show obviously strong enough that they felt it warranted an extension of three weeks. Now, granted, it is in a small off Broadway house. To go along with this interest and demand from the theater community, 
if the reviews and word of mouth are good for this, I would imagine we'd have to start considering whether or not this could be MCC's first musical to transfer to Broadway. As we know, Sarah Bareilles was involved with all of the um, the workshops. Um, Leslie Margarita was involved with workshops of this as well. Neither of them are currently in the cast. Sarah Bareilles has other things going on, not you know, not just waitress. Leslie Margarita is filming the final season of Transparent. Um, if they could get a name, I think that it could be very really interesting to see if this could make it on Broadway. I uh, agree with you. I mean, this is uh, quite a cast for a really tiny theater, and it certainly makes sense that they could uh, be treating this as uh, dipping the toe in the water. Yeah, especially be, it would be a great way to open their new um, their new home off Broadway, actually their first home off Broadway, mm-hmm. uh, as we've talked about before, with a show that yeah. eventually transfers to Broadway with or without a star. Um, Molly Gordon is playing Alice, so um, I don't even know if that was the Sarah Bareilles part, to be honest with you. Um, but either way, I, I think it would be a great thing for MCC to uh, have this great cast eventually take this show to Broadway as well. Yeah, you know, uh, Bernie Telsey, Bobby Lapone, and that other guy. <laughs> and Peggy. And Peggy. Excellent. <laughs> All right. What do we have in the recommendation section? Well, it's I, I just have a video. Um, my colleague, Richie Ridge, uh, and I'm sure other people at other websites that I don't watch, um, went out and did some interviews with the cast of uh, the upcoming Encore's uh, presentation of Call Me Madam. In addition to the interviews with cast members, as well as uh, director Casey uh, Hushin and and Jack Fertel and Rob Berman, we got to see performances from Carmen Cusack, Jason Gote with Lauren Warsham, uh, as well as Brad Oscar, Stanley Wayne Mathis, and Adam Heller appearing in there as well. Um, so this is really fun. This will be kicking off the encore season on February 6th through 10th. And um, this is a show that I honestly don't know well. Like, I know some of the songs. Uh, you know, they like Ike and, and the hostess with the most this and, and stuff. But uh, it's, uh, you know, a fun, old fashioned uh, Irving Berlin show. All right. What else do we have in the news today? OK, a couple things real quick. Yesterday was announced that Colin Quinn, Red State, Blue State would be releasing a new block of tickets through March 16th at the Manetta Lane Theater. James, you saw the show. I don't recall if you ever shared your thoughts about it here. Maybe I missed it on this week on Broadway, but thumbs up, thumbs down on this one. Uh, thumbs in the middle. Uh, when I had seen it, uh, we couldn't talk about it cause it was not open yet. Uh, and then Michael and Peter, uh, haven't seen it yet. So I kind of gave a brief overview of it. And my brief overview was that Colin didn't settle into the material yet. Uh, hmm. it was okay. interesting. He was, he had a lot of commentary on, the red and the blues of the Republicans and the Democrats, the liberals and the conservatives, and and what do we have to do to get it together and see the other side of the uh, argument, uh, but that Ugh. we can't go forward. Uh, but my thing was, why? What was? Why? Why did he do the show? There was no why there other than it's hmm. he didn't have. A, a Didn't have real... a workable thesis. Yeah, exactly. So, and, but I mean, the set's beautiful. <laughs> okay. It's beautiful, yeah. Go go for that. Um, all right. So in other news, a, a major producing coup, the national tour of Dear Evan Hansen announced that it had already recouped its capitalization in just 12 weeks on tour. 
that's three months. So every cent above the break even point that this tour makes from here on out, which I would imagine would be, I mean, it's got at least nine months on, on this current run. I assume it's going to go out for an extra another year or two. That's profit for the investors. James, that's staggering to me. Um, apparently, it set a record the first time any show has ever uh, grossed more than $2 million at the Amundsen in Los Angeles. Uh, just baffling and staggering to me. Congratulations to Stacey Mendich uh, and her team because that is a, that's going to be a cash cow that is going to fund a, a lot of future projects that she has in development. Yeah, let me uh, just jump in for a second. Um, you, you know this. I don't know if listeners know this, but uh, I took my daughter to go see Dear Evan Hansen last weekend. Oh, right, yeah. Um, and oh, something that had never occurred to me in the three previous times that I had seen Dear Evan Hansen, how, how many people are on stage in Dear Evan Have you seen it? Have you seen Dear Evan Hansen? Yeah, I saw it, yeah. How many, how many people are on stage? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, or seven, seven or eight, 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 eight. Okay. Eight people are on stage, uh, and a small orchestra. I think there was five or so in the pit. So, you know, breaking even and doing that on the road, getting, uh, you know, Broadway Tony award winning show prices. And... And it's probably in a lot of seasons with Hamilton as well. I know uh, it is here in Orlando. Yeah. So it's getting the, the bump from everybody who bought season tickets because they wanted to see probably the Dear Evan Hansen as well. Um, but that Hamilton bump is real on the touring market. Um, and I'm sure that Dear Evan Hansen is benefiting from that. I think it would have done tremendously well without yeah. Hamilton. But mm-hmm. it's certainly getting helped by that juggernaut as well. The H bump. <laughs> H bump. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Kate Walsh and Beth Malone to visit Nassim off Broadway. Really, Kate? Really, Beth? Is it? Yeah, it's apparently a terrible show. That's what Peter said, right? He didn't yeah. like it, but Kate and Beth are doing it. I know people who love it. So as really? Peter always, yes, uh, all over my uh, my my Twitter feed about how great this show is. So. Um, as Peter always says, he would rather you dis- he would rather you like it than agree with him. Um, so anyway, if you want to see who else is going to be visiting this scene, we'll have a link in the show notes. But Kate Walsh and Beth Malone are almost worth the price of admission anyway, because it's not a super expensive ticket. Um, and then finally, uh, as the other Josh Cohen moves towards its extension period, it will be welcoming new cast members. First, Jane Bruce joined the company last night, replacing Kate Weatherhead, who departed a few weeks uh, early before actually a week before. Um, the original closing date uh, to begin rehearsals for Hurricane Diane, which is an upcoming off-Broadway co-production between the WP Theater and the New York Theater Workshop. Then Catherine Wake will join the production on February 5th, replacing the original cast member Hannah Ellis. And then Megan Loomis has also joined the company as a standby. Seriously, you should go buy tickets to see this at the West Side Theater if you haven't already, or even if you have, because it's wonderful and everybody should, sh- should see it multiple times if possible. If you would like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from broadwayradio.com and broadwaystars.com. Bundle up, folks. It's going to be cold. Um, thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us and Matt and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.